You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to you. What do we say? Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Good evening to the Red and Blue Army. Thank you for joining us on Red Legs Radio. We are powered by Paradise Motors Mazda and cooled down by climate, air conditioning and solar. <laughs> A huge show tonight. After 16 episodes, we have finally cornered senior coach Jared Cotton. We speak to him exclusively in just a couple of minutes' time. Our boy, Miles Fitzner. The, uh, what would you describe him? The man of the people? Everyone's mate, Miles Fitzner. The Sun Yang of uh, <laughs> Red Legs Radio. I don't know if I want to be associated with any sort of cheats. Up in Brisbane at the moment. We'll have him on the show a little bit later on. Looking forward to getting his <laughs> thoughts, uh, not only on uh, our big win over yes, South Adelaide finally, last weekend, finally. but also the big game on Sunday against North Adelaide. But joining me in the studio as always, big welcome. You have heard her voice. It is the coolest kid in Sandful Media. G'day to Geordie Pike. Hello. I'm still riding the high from us winning, doing our job, doing our bit. It was awesome. It's nice. Uh, it was 40 days since our last win. It is nice mm-hmm. to see that's a smile long. on your face because that's about how long it's been since you've been happy, Jordy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Jordy lost her smile. <laughs> what did you like about the win over the Panthers last weekend? Maddie Nunn. Yeah, he was amazing, really wasn't he? Really liked him. Uh, the young fellas picked up too. And, you know, Johnston did great in the midfield and Panos. They were awesome. And we still didn't have a couple of players in that would have been great, like Smarty, but we smashed it. And we just we got the job done, which is one of our morals and one of the mottos we've had as a football club is do your bit, get the job done, and we did it. You, may, you make a really good point about Matthew Nunn, uh, but I love the combination between the real workhorses uh, mm-hmm. that we see with Lewis Johnson and Matthew Panos. Both got big numbers. Yep. Uh, both played their role. Great leadership in the absence of the skipper. But yes. And that was a great leadership call as well, actually, on Jace's behalf. Mm, mm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, when he does uh, make his return to the team. And you'll have the teams very shortly, yes. thanks to Coopers. But I just love the mix in there. Mm-hmm. So we had Matty Nunn in there. He got forward. He kicked a couple of goals. But there was a goal late kicked by Dylan Stevens that was just outstanding. Yeah, it was magic. Won the ball in the midfield. Mm-hmm. He had a guy chasing him. And he just said, you know what? I will outrun this bloke. Took a bounce. Put the afterburners on, got away from him, ran to 40, kicked the goal. It was just spectacular was watch. Brilliant. So that that kid's gone. Like everyone at Norwood, please take in all the all of his moments because he's gone. Yeah, like, oh, that's right. We got yep. four, four, maybe hopefully you know six, seven more games to go. Watch him. Take down his highlight reel. Cam Tahini, of course, is another star as well. I've just got to say, the third quarter was so impressive. Everyone's talking about our last quarter, seven goals, but yep. it was a strong wind out there, and to defend as stoutly as they did into that win really set up the uh, result for last game. What would you make of Cam Ball? I was really impressed with him game one. Yeah, so was I, actually. I was really stoked. I've actually been really stoked on all the debutants we've had this season. They've all sort of 
come up ready to go. And our young blokes have saved us a lot of games and have shown a lot of pride for the red and blue this season. A little bit shaky, I thought, um, uh, in the first half. But second half, he really grew into his game. Maybe just a little bit too careful with the ball. Yeah. As soon as he got possession of it uh, with a set kick, he was looking sort of backwards or sideways just to find just an to easy sure option to something. take yeah. care of the ball. But... Uh, yeah, a lot to like for Cam Bolt. Well, Geordie, we need to move on and talk about next week's we game. Do. And the first thing we need to do, for, oh, what we haven't done, mm-hmm. the Brossa Boy Wines Boy oh, yeah. of the Week. And uh, that was him. your job. Yes, so it was. who did you name as the Brossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week? Matty Nunn. Can't go past him. Four goals, stellar game. He was outstanding. So he wins the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week. Well done, Maddie Nunn. I think that might be the third or fourth that he has won this year. Yeah. Do we have a like a Barossa Boys BNF? Because uh, uh, he's in the running. We, we better have a word to uh, I think we should. Trent, Trent needs a call. See if there's a bottle or two to go out. <laughs> uh, so well done, Maddie Nunn. Uh, let's talk about this week's game. Uh, you've got the teams and I they do. are thanks to Coopers. Cool. Backline, you've got Shentz, Georgie, Ball. Again, in. It'll be great. Give him a few more games, not just one and done like we have in the past. Um, halfback Wilkins, Talia McKenzie. Centres Hamilton, Panos, Richards, your boy. Uh, uh, half forward, you got Anthony Wilson. You got uh, Brady Dore in there too. You've got your second favourite, Rich, is in there. Uh, <laughs> They're in order, yeah. They are. There's, and That's there's a bit order. of daylight still. Oh, good. Joshy Richards I'm impressed with, but he's no Zach. Oh, poor Joshy. <laughs> He's got a nice Zach Richards appreciation minute coming up later. Too. Oh, I should start doing a Josh one just for fairness. <laughs> um, then forwards, you got Gerloff, Johnston and Bampton. Followers, you got my boy for 2019, Sammy Balderstone. You got Stevens, Grigg, and then our interchange is still pretty big given it's a Sunday game. Yep. So you got Barry, Nunn, Tahini, Buckham, Zust and Smart. From the reports I've read, and I could be wrong, um, but it's looking like Smart and Zust are going to come back in. Okay. From what I've read from the club. Well done, George. Very good work. That is the team's thanks to Coopers. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I had the opportunity yesterday yes. to catch up, finally. Finally. I don't think he uh, wanted to face on the Red Legs Radio bank. with uh, senior coach uh, Jared Cotton. Great to sit with him uh, briefly. I started by asking him, was he relieved to be back in the winner's circle? Oh, for sure. Whenever you probably lost four in a row, um, you definitely want to win a game. But I thought we played um, some good patches of football. We just had moments in game which really let us down, especially in the back end of games, and let especially Glenelg score quickly and Adelaide score quickly, which hurt us. But I thought we'd been in, you know, competing pretty well for for last chunks of those games. So I knew it wasn't too far away. Um, obviously, getting some players back, I always thought it was going to take some time for them to dig back up to match fitness. So Matt Panos and none and. And those sort of players, and you saw what impact they had on, on the weekend. They were able to sustain it for four quarters, which has a massive effect on the game. You know the quality of your, your best guys. Do you have to have a little bit of trust in those guys when they do come back that it might take a week, but they will get there? Yeah, I think so. I think it depends on the, on, on the injury and how long they've been out for as well. Um, but with Matt Panos, yeah, he's an elite player of the competition. Um, and Matt Nunn, you know, his he's first three weeks back have been excellent. He's played well every week. So it can take... Um, it is different sometimes for different people depending on their position as well um, but, but overall I have faith in, in those guys and I have faith in all of our players but um, it, was just, it just took a little bit longer than what we hoped I suppose There was a play in the last quarter where Balderstone hit a backhand tap landed in the lap of none, three bounces kicks a goal Yeah. Is there a moment in time where you're a fan like the rest of us and just go, how good was that to watch? Well, that, that was the thing that excited us about the 6-6-6 rule was um, because we, we normally are very good at centre clearances um, and able to come out of front of stoppage um, a lot of times. Um, we just had to have that group together for, for a large period of the season. So you do need continuity with, with that. Um, 
because you know, Matt Panos can do it, Matt Nunn can do it. Um, and it was great for Nani to get reward. You know, he's, I don't think he's kicked four goals in a game before, and he probably should have kicked six. So, um, yeah, that was exciting. I thought we played some, some of the footy that we, we can play, and that was not just great for the fans. It was also great for the players to get that belief back. It's just been a frustrating period, and I spoke to the players about not losing belief in, in what they can actually do because we know we're, we're a very good team and we can compete with anyone. It's just getting that... Um, continuity back together again and hopefully we can continue that on now. What's it like as a coach when you, and it was obviously a decision made in conjunction with Jace, but to leave out your skip is a big decision, isn't yeah. it? How do you reflect on that uh, as a coach, leaving out that level of experience and leadership? Yeah, without doubt, it was really hard. So obviously we, we caught up and had a coffee and had a, an honest conversation about it. Um, it was just more continuity for Jace. He just hasn't been able to play a full game out. Um, every game he's played he's, he's been injured and had to come off and then he's missed large chunks and it just wasn't probably um, in regards to his fitness level he probably wasn't where he needed to be and then, then having trust in, in his ankle it was the shoulder earlier in the year then his ankle he just hasn't had any luck um, with his body so we just thought um, that just go back find some form um, get your body through a game of, of footy and feel good about your body um, and that was the main reason that we did it, was just trying to get him back into some fitness and, and feel good about playing um, footy again and knowing that his body can do it. Four games left. Do you, are you a ladder studier like a fan would be? Do you need to be because you've got to start to work out, we need three of the last four, we need two of those, probably two of the last four to be honest. Do you yeah. have to research that, which you didn't have to worry about last year? Yeah, no, not really. I suppose you hear a bit of noise about it. Um, I'm more about we just week by week, as I know it's cliche, but just making sure we get our job done. If we do that, then we're going to be in a pretty good spot, I would think. Um, obviously, when, when a Central's beat the Eagles, I know that obviously helps us. Um, so those sort of results can can change uh, the, the ladder positioning as well. So, But in regards to us, it's more about just coming to play every week and making sure that we, we do everything we can to tick the box, and then the rest of it will look after itself. Will, will training change from this period this year to last year? Because last year, what you were game clear on top, and yeah. you could, I don't know whether you needed to train harder because you're going to play less games, yeah. or whether you need to freshen guys up a bit earlier. Does the training load change at all? Not really. It's more about still knowing your players. So some players that are a bit sore, we manage them earlier in the week. And the main training session is still the main training session where you have a, a decent run and make sure we practice what we need to do. Um, but you're still making sure with, you know, we have live GPS and all those things now to, that we get the right load in as well. So um, it won't change that much. The season finished now. Who's winning your best and fairest? I'm going to guess that it's probably a toss-up between Sam Balderstone and Brad McKenzie, who have both been exceptional. Been able to stay on the park. I yes. mean, you've got some continuity out of them. Yep. Do you have any feel of who, who you think if the season stopped right now, who'd be your number one? Uh, I think based on, yeah, Playing most of the year, you're probably right. Um, you would probably look at Brad's had probably the most consistent year he's had at the club, and that's why he had a full pre-season um, and hasn't got injured during the year. Um, Sam's been excellent. Um, I think he's really taken his game in regards to his fitness um, a lot more serious this year and, and played some really good footy. Um, I think Lewis Johnson's been really consistent. Um, so, yeah, from that point of view, I think your best and fairest is a lot to do with how many how many games you can play during the season. So I thought Matt Panos, before he got injured, his first five rounds were excellent. So, um, But yeah, you're probably around the mark. You've got a very passionate fan base, and I think they probably lean towards things are either better than they really are or things are worse than they really are. Is that difficult at times to just break free from that? Um, I'm trying to get to the point where it's more just focused on our group. So I love our supporters, I love our members. 
Um, and that's why we're such a great club because we do have that support. But in the end, I've just got to focus on what I know we're trying to do. Um, and sometimes it might not look that way from a supporter's point of view, but we, we're sort of making sure that we're just focusing on, on what we can control. Um, and from a coaching point of view, I can't get too caught up. Like you said, Dan, it's, it's never as bad as what you think it is, and sometimes it's never as good as what you think it is. So you just got to focus on, on the in-between. And if we do that, then I'm sure we'll have a, a good end of the year. I'll probably phrase the same question two ways. It was, um, if you make the grand final this year, who do you think you're playing against? But probably the easy way to ask that is, of what you've seen so far, Who's the, who's the number one team you've played? I, I probably presume it's Glenelg, but mm. you may have a different answer. Uh, I think AFL teams obviously dependent on, on their list. We played um, Port Adelaide at Albany, and that was probably the best SNFL team you could probably face, um, based on Dixon and Ebert and Wines. And, and I thought we held our own pretty well that day. Um, but based from an SNFL um, um, club point of view, without the AFL listed players, I would say Glenelg, yeah, without doubt there. They're very hard to play against. Um, they're very, very well coached. Um, I know we got them in round one here, but they were really good that night as well. Um, and they, they finished the game off really well against the second like a couple of weeks ago. So I would think they're probably the team to beat at the minute. Um, obviously, Adelaide and Port Adelaide can be very hard to beat, and Sturt are, are in some really good form. So I think whoever makes the finals, I think it doesn't matter where you finish. I think any team this year, um, as you saw last year with North Adelaide as well, I think they have the capability of winning on the day. And North this week, to wrap things up, um, you seem to have a remarkable ability to find a run into a side when they're just coming into some form. <laughs> they knock off the Crows last yeah, week. Yeah. What's the secret to defeating North Adelaide? What do you have to get right? Oh, I think they're a very talented team. They just had a, they've had an ordinary year. Um, um, we don't have to sort of... They, they would say that themselves, but they've got some quality players. So, you know, Hender's a dangerous forward. Um, Clisby's a great player in defence. Uh, Thring's a great leader. So they've got quality all over the ground. So it's not we're not going into the game thinking, you know, the ladder position has any weight at all. It's more about we know they're a good team. They'll get up to play us without doubt, um, as most clubs do. So focus for us is really just to bring the intent that we brought last week. Um, the issue that we've had over the last month is we haven't done it for long enough. What we did on the weekend, we did it for four quarters. So if we can bring that level of intent for four quarters, I think, so there we are. That is Jared Cotton, the senior coach of the Norwood Football Club. We sh- were shooting the breeze with him. Thank you to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. We're coming up to a break on Red Legs Radio. So much to get through on the other side. Paradise Poser, Violia Match Preview, the Pake Bake, the Zach Richards Appreciation Minute. Miles Fitzner will be joining us listening to Red Legs Radio. Every heartbeat's true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning, and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning, and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio with Hooky and Geordie. I tell you what, Geordie, very nice to hear that song on a Saturday afternoon and not yes. just solely on a Thursday night for the show. Miles Fitzner to join us very shortly. Uh, thanks to Paradise Motors Mazda, each and every week we run our Paradise Poser on Twitter. Give us a follow at 1629 SENSA. The question this week, the SANFL salary cap is currently 400000 In 2020, should it go up, stay the same or come down? Remarkable result if you ask me. 60, 66% of respondents want it to go up. 19% stay the same. 15% come down. Geordie Paik, I'm interested in your thoughts. Yeah, so look... It's kind of like, you know, it's it's 
the SANFL hasn't got great, you know, finances, if I'm being honest, and it hurts to say it, like our competition is on the potential of dying based on finances. Um, if we're being honest, you know, clubs have had to sell club rooms and we were one of those, fortunate enough to have Wolf Blast, a uh, great sponsor of the club. But, you know, so financially, probably and realistically, no, but yeah, it should because, you know, if our players are getting paid a decent amount of money, they don't have to work five, six days a week to, you know, actually survive and train and be a footy player. And it, again, gets me back to the argument of AFL players being in the sandfall. But that's another issue. That is another issue. In actual fact, Eddie Betts has been dropped from the AFL side. He'll yeah. play sandfall. So he's a, he's a full-time football player. Bryce and Gibbs, it drives me nuts. Bryce Gibbs and Eddie Betts would be collectively on around about $1.2 million, yeah. I think. The Come two of them alone like, will play against the team on 400000 oh, <laughs> It no is cats. fascinating. Miles Fitzner is up there in Brisbane for work. Uh, and uh, we are missing him dearly. But it's very good we of are. him to join us on the line. Miles, you're there. I am here, Hooky and Geordie. Uh, thanks for letting me dial in. Yeah, great to have you on board. <laughs> okay. Let's get your thoughts on the salary cap. I've got a couple myself, but uh, I'm very interested in your thoughts. The cap is currently 400000 Where do you think it should head to next year? Look, I think it does have to go north, Hooky. Um, obviously, we've seen in the past with a lot of fringe sample players and reserve sample players head to the country um, for sort of three or four times the amount they can get in. Um, in playing reserves or, or fringe league games. Mm-hmm. But uh, the interesting one for mine is the introduction of the AFL reserves competition, which they're talking about at the moment, where uh, we could see um, the Sample, uh, the VFL and the Waffle and the Neeful, um end up creating their own competition. And so if the AFL and the SANFL are going to talk about that in the lead-up, these salaries need to go up because players are going to be flying around uh, all around Australia, and it needs to start now. And so if I saw an increase now, I'd be thinking that that AFL reserves competition with the sample sides and waffle sides and VFL sides that miss out on that, that'll be playing each other. Mm. I think uh, the, the imperative from my perspective is the Sandful needs to get the salary cap as high as the poorest club in the competition can reasonably afford. Mm. I would probably argue, and I don't know everyone's finances, but I'd probably argue right now that's South Adelaide. I think they're actually paying 50 thousand under the cap look that is not a death sentence so Sturt have been very successful in recent years while being uh, somewhat under the cap but I just reckon in that environment it's very difficult to make a big jump up $50,000 for example and make it 450000 next year but I think Miles your point is right if Sandful is going to be the undisputed number two competition in Australia behind the AFL it needs to set itself up as some sort of competition that is number two for it's got to be for facilities it's got to be for governance it's got to be prof- for professionalism it's got to be for talent and therefore by extension it's got to be for wages as well I, I know that uh, AFL reserves is going to come in and that will clear the issue a bit, but I'd love to see us become the draft league, the league that you have to go to if you want to get drafted. Uh, that means that good players come in, but they're going to be earning good money, and you've got to find the resources for that. So it's an interesting debate. Miles? Yeah, yeah mate, I, I totally agree. An interesting one being that, that you know a lot of those mid-season draftees that have come out of South Australia have debuted, um, mm-hmm. and so we're seen as a premier competition now, uh, I'm just thinking that, that if we keep losing players and quality players um, to country leagues on top, um, one, they've got to look at the salary cap. Your point about the facilitation is correct because we've got some clubs with, with obviously pokies and hotels that do a lot better than the clubs that don't. 
And so you do have to be mindful of when you're increasing that salary cap, that you increase it to a point um, that the poorest club can afford. We've got to move on, Miles. Thank you for your uh, input on that. We thank all the listeners who've got involved via Twitter at 1629SENSA, our paradise poser each and every week. Time for the Veolia match preview. We take on North Adelaide on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Get there early, fans, because you will be able to hear Greg Champion, who I think the last time he performed at Norwood Football Club, six-year-old Geordie Pake has got his autograph. I, well, I don't know if I got his autograph. I've got his CD. It was before I looked like a member of Culture Club, so I looked very different wearing my number 23, Anthony Harvey Guernsey, 122-game player for the Nord Football Club, standing in Fester's pocket. It was pretty cool. There were fireworks, and Rodney Redleg was terrorising the children. It was great. Uh, we've uh, won our last eight at home against North Adelaide. Uh, North travelling all right the last couple of weeks. They uh, won two yeah. of their last three, and the only Shame loss was a, a, a two-pointer to, um, to West Adelaide. So they're travelling... Uh, pretty well at the moment, North Adelaide. Uh, Geordie, who wins and why? Um, look, yeah, so what you said is right. They won last week by 26 points. We won by 45 points. We're fifth. They're bottom because they made some bad decisions last season. Um, <laughs> On the way to a flag. It's not that bad. It wasn't that bad a decision. That was a horrible week in every sense. Um, we've both got the momentum to carry over. Maddie Nunn got four goals for us. Lewis Hender got four goals for them last week. You know, we've got returning players that could bring in that fire, that energy that we need. But it's, you know, it's an argument that doesn't work for season 2019, but it's a home game. We should win. Miles, uh, you got any info on the team there, mate? Any intel? Yeah, I had a conversation with one of the boys today, Remain Undamed. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, the team's going in unchanged. Now, there's okay. two that are currently sitting under an injury cloud, one of them being Tahini. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I got told very firmly I'm not allowed to mention. Um, but Tahini, obviously, with a the knee, they're thinking about it. So that bench will only be used if Tahini and this other player pull out. Um, very interesting, North Adelaide, you know, spinner string, um, Tropiano, all 30-plus, um, all very good in the engine room. I asked about who was maybe going to get the task from Louis Hender, and I got told, who cares, it doesn't matter. Um, so they're pretty confident going in with anyone v Hender. Look, North Adelaide, they're travelling really well. This will be a tight game, uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, Norwood just up for me. Uh, well, look, Miles, uh, really appreciate you joining us. i tell you what, Geordie, we are out of time. So that... The Pate Bait and the Zach Richards Appreciation Minute is going to get held over for That's one okay. more week. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Red Leagues Radio. We'll always enjoy your company. Looking forward to a massive game against North Adelaide. The second of the grand final rematches. We take them on at Cooper Stadium, 2-10 Sunday. Greg Champion on. I think Travel Associates throwing out a 1000 bucks voucher as well. So get to Cooper Stadium. We look forward to this massive game. We look forward to seeing you all at the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.